today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Where were you 10 years ago? It's New Year's, so happy New Year's Eve. Um, to to date this episode, it, it's coming out on December 31st, 2019. But I promise that the content in here should be evergreen and probably applicable forever. Um, except for saying that not only are we about to enter a new year in a couple of hours, but I'm sure you've been hearing all over everywhere that we are about to enter a new year decade. And that's exciting. Decades don't roll around that frequently. But it did make me stop and really think about where I was. In fact, I was leading, as you know, I was a table lead at the event that just happened in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, called Cultivate Your Year Live. And that's put on by the company Cultivate What Matters, which creates power sheets, the intentional goal planner that I know you have heard me sing praises about every episode under the sun, right? But I was leading a table of women in setting their goals for 2020. And one of the questions is, where were you 10 years ago? That's that's a prominent question in the power sheets this year. And, you know, I looked at it and 10 years ago, I had just had my third year anniversary with aces now you can hear all about aces in episode one that's the breakup that spurred 35 dates in 35 days but this was you know this is december 10 years ago so december 2009 and i was sad because that relationship just never made me feel great as a person. And I can honestly say back then that I had really low self-esteem and I never stood up for myself. I never stood up with anybody, not just with him, but I never stood up for myself. I was in a complete scarcity mindset. There just wasn't enough (laughs) of anything as far as I was concerned back then. Not enough money, not enough opportunities, not enough love, just everything was going to go away. Um, And that's why I stayed in that relationship. And I, I really do talk about that a lot in episode one, where I had two friends interview me about it so that I would bring out real answers and not kind of the answers that I've just gotten used to telling everybody over the years. But, you know, I say that because it was that that mindset was keeping me in things that I just didn't want to be in. So I stayed in that relationship. I stayed in a job that I hated uh, working as a real estate attorney for a Fortune 500 company because I was afraid. I mean, I was afraid that there just wouldn't be more more money, more love. You know, I did have a singles group. I was running singles in the suburbs and I loved that meetup group. I mean, I still have it. It's kind of defunct and inactive if anyone is in the DC area and is looking to run a singles group, you know, email me (laughs) and we can talk about it. But I mean, that was my home. That was my community. I've shared before that I've met all of my really wonderful friends through that group. So I had that and I loved it. But overall, 10 years ago, I was really unhappy. Um, I was living on autopilot. I was never asking what I wanted. I was never asking what made me happy. But I was always wondering if I made others happy. In fact, on this day that I was filling out this answer at the event, I wrote down, I used to be worried about what others thought of me. But now I concentrate on what I think of me. 
And that couldn't be truer, right? Because cut to 10 years later, right? Today, I'm running my own business. I am working as a business strategist and a mentor running a thriving community, the all-in entrepreneur, generating almost multiple six-figure revenue consistently, I'm a totally profitable business that I love. I am married for over five years to a man who loves me um, as I am. And he supports me and I never need to doubt him. Um, I, I do, to be honest, right? Like, as I'm not just going to say everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time. I do still feel moments of scarcity. But I am 100% certain now and in full belief of abundance. So I know that even through those moments, I pull myself out of them very quickly because I am certain that there's just more of everything. Everything I could want, more of it out there. And I'm building this support network of incredible women who just lift you up, lift me up instead of compete. And I'm intentional, meaning I, I always am very clear about what I want, what lights me up. And I ask myself constantly, how am I feeling? It's it's like I used to tell my date coaching clients, right? They would always come home from a date asking you know, oh my gosh, Rita, I wonder if he liked me. I wonder if he's going to call me. I wonder if he wants to see me again. And I would say, whoa, hold up. How are you feeling about you? How do you feel about yourself after that date? How did you feel about yourself on that date? Did you feel safe? Did you feel heard? Did you feel respected? And the answer sometimes would be like, actually, no. In which case, like, why are you worried about what he thought about you? But that's kind of a side note, right? But really, I'm asking myself, how am I feeling? And then I look at how am I making other people feel? And it's not from a place of fear or that I need to put other people in front of me or giving to get back. I saw somebody the other day saying, you know, if I'm not getting something, then I'm going to stop giving. But I don't give anymore to get something back. I give because it's who I am as a person. And nothing can ever go wrong if I'm giving because it's who I am. I can never be taken advantage of, right? I can never be conned. So it's not that I'm thinking about how others, how I'm making others feel from this place of like, I need to make them feel this way to get something or because I'm afraid that things are going to happen if I don't, you know, make them feel a certain way. But it's because I want to give, because I want to lift people up, because I want to be compassionate and make people feel seen heard and respected, I want to be the person who lives in alignment with my values, right? So that's where I was 10 years ago. And it's incredible to think what a difference 10 years can make, but not just 10 years. I mean, it's incredible to think what a difference one year could make. And I was looking back over my last year and where I was in my business. um, And I don't just mean financially, I mean, from a mental standpoint, from the programs that I was running, from where my community was, from where my clients were, from where my speaking was, everything. Trust me, 365 days has made a huge difference. And I tell you this because it can be really easy to feel like nothing is happening. It feels like things are moving slowly in your business, especially at the beginning. If you are just starting a business, I get it. It feels like everyone under the sun is having success and making things happen and it's taking you forever. I know that that's what you feel like because that's what a lot of my clients tell me that they feel like. But then suddenly, it's not taking forever. And it's not sudden, but I'm saying that because that's how it feels. It's like, Rita, all of a sudden, out of the blue, this happened and now the faucet is turned on 
the water is flowing and it's not stopping. And you know, some people are ready for it and some people aren't. But one thing that they all agree on is it wasn't really as slow as I thought, but it can be easy to feel like nothing is happening and things are moving slowly. But if you really do stop and reflect you know, on the past month, on the past six months, and then definitely on the past year, you will amaze yourself time and time again about how much happened in such a short period of time. In fact, one of my favorite things to do is gratitude. Practice gratitude on the new year. Um, I have a gratitude jar and I fill it all year long with lessons learned, with blessings, with compliments received, with good things that happened. And then on New Year's Eve, I dump that jar out and that's how I kind of ring in the new year, by reading all of these slips of paper. Except for this year. (laughs) This year, I did it a little early in anticipation of recording this episode. And I kind of detailed out like what worked and what was surprising and what was expected because there are certain things that I just now expect. And what were my biggest lessons? What worked the best? What was the most difficult? What were my achievements? And all together, what were all of these lessons learned? And I decided that I wanted to share them with you. I wanted to share them with you in this episode. But I will also say I am five years into my business. So I was telling somebody about the fact that I was going to share my lessons learned over the course of 2019, I also vocalized, you know, but I'm five years into my business. I am pretty much at the multi six-figure mark. And I really do understand that sometimes the lessons that, that you need to hear are lessons that feel a little closer to where you are in your business. So for some of you, you're where I am. For some of you, you've exceeded where I am right now. For others, It feels like where I am is worlds away. So instead of just me sharing lessons that I learned in 2019, I went to all of the members of my mastermind group. So I run a mastermind group called the Six Figure CEO Mastermind. And I asked all of them to share with me lessons that they learned in 2019 And I asked them to share specifically, you know, lessons that they learned about themselves or their business from the mastermind. And I did this because, one, what's not really surprising, that may be surprising, but really, if, if you think about it, it's not so surprising, is a similarity. Now, the similarity not only between the lessons that they are learning in their business when you compare them alongside each other, But the similarity in the lessons that are the same lessons that I'm going to share with you that I learned this year. I mean, and the lessons that I think we learn in different ways every single year. And I say that because while it feels like, oh, sure, that's easy for you to say. That's a great lesson for you to learn. You're here in your business, but I'm way over here. So that lesson doesn't apply to me. I think what you're going to find throughout this episode is that the lessons are universal. It's simply kind of the way that we're learning them, but the lessons stay the same. And I am going to share all of these with you, but I did want to include all of these lessons from my mastermind members because I want you to hear from different professions, from women that are at different stages in their business, using different examples with different philosophies and mindsets so that you can find what you can relate to, what you can hold on to in hopes that you're going to find all of the things that you need from this episode to carry forward into 2020 for yourself to help make 2020 a year that your business grows beyond 
beyond what you can expect. So buckle up, because I can't wait to share some of these amazing lessons from these incredible women on today's episode. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and vlogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. So I think it's no surprise that I'm pairing today's episode with my favorite champagne, Verve Clicquot. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Again, every French term I seem to butcher, but I think that that's right. I think it's Verve Clicquot. Uh, I have been saving this bottle and I opened it for today because it is New Year's Eve and we are entering a new decade and it has been a fantastic year and I am sharing lessons and celebrations from some of my incredible clients in my six-figure CEO mastermind. And so there's just nothing better to to pair today's episode with. Than this. Um, and so I'm just really excited to jump into it. Now, I was tempted to kind of number these lessons, kind of like Dave Letterman style, for anybody who remembers Dave Letterman, and count them down to like my most important lesson. But what I realized was there really isn't a best lesson or a most important lesson that I'm sharing, either the ones that I've learned or from the women that I'm going to share with you today, because they all work together. I really truly believe you can't just take one of these lessons and say, that's the lesson, and I'm going to just focus on that lesson and then everything is going to flow like lava, gravy. (laughs) You know, I don't think you can do that. I think these lessons all work together. So there really is no order or no structure. It's not like I'm saving the best for last. But I am going to jump in with what I believe is a really, really meaty lesson. I know I just said that there isn't a best lesson and I still hold true to that. But (laughs) if you can really put your time, energy, and attention to any one lesson, this would be the one to start with because I, I feel like this is the foundation upon which all the other lessons can be built. And if you have this foundation, you will have such a steady, secure surface for all of the others that the lessons will just build themselves with ease. So what is it? Well, I'm going to introduce you to one of the first women you're going to hear from today. She's a member of my mastermind group, the Six Figure CEO Mastermind, and her name is Deborah Myers. And I'm going to let her tell you who she is, what she does, and all about her lesson. I am the CEO of Virtu Art, and I describe myself as a client appreciation strategist uh, through helping uh, businesses and individuals to uh, show the their clients in their personal lives how much they really appreciate the people in their lives through cultivating relationships. Really, this year was a transformational year for your business because you did step more into working with corporations, companies, entrepreneurs to help them um, 
increase loyalty, increase referrals, increase business through intentional gift giving. I'm curious to hear from you a lesson that you've learned about, you know, from your business or a lesson that you've learned in 2019 that you know, you're like, I have to remember this. I can't lose sight of it. I can't forget it. I need to keep this front and center in 2020 because you know that this lesson is crucial to helping you grow your business the way that you want. What was that lesson for you? Well, I will say this, Rudy, I'm sure you will remember that in 2018, I kept talking about that I had to add, I needed to add a service to my business in order for it to grow. And I talked about it and I talked about it and I talked about it. So in 2019, I stepped into it and one lesson, I made the decision that I was going to do it. And the second lesson was I took action. Now, sometimes my actions were very small, you know, baby steps, so to speak. And then other times they were bigger steps. But the key that I have to remember is that I need to continuously take some kind of action that will continue the momentum that I have created and that then things start moving and then things, you know, momentum continues and and other opportunities then have opened up for me. So what do you do like in a tangible, practical way to allow you to keep that mindset of no matter what's happening, I'm taking action, no matter what's showing up, what the results look like right now, I'm sure, I'm certain success is coming. How do you stay in tune with that? Well, one of the things, and, and this is, I guess, going into you know, one of the reasons why I love the mastermind group so much is that one, I surround my people, I surround myself with like-minded people, which is, which is a huge help. There are, uh, there are people in, you know, in my, you know, in my sphere that are not as uh, supportive, you know, that are, can be negative. So it's really important to have people around you that are supportive. And then the other thing is starting every day with some type of mindset work, whether it's reading, you know, reading, a, you know, a chapter in a book or listening to a podcast or just, you know, in terms of time, if I don't, you know, just sitting down and writing the 10 things that I'm most grateful for, you know, in that day, just to keep my mind on in that, um, you know, in that mindset. What I really loved about hearing Deborah share this lesson was the backstory that I have to her, right? I This is not her first round of being in my mastermind. And I've watched her business go through all of the different iterations that we were talking about, going from just kind of a simple gift-giving service for individuals all the way to where she is now, helping really large, we're talking like Fortune 500 companies uh, come up with plans for employee appreciation and client appreciation so that they increase their profits and they increase their, you know, their employee and client loyalty. And uh, it's incredible what she's done. But I know without a doubt that this was the lesson that helped her do it. And really, what Deborah was talking about is a lesson that I shared in a video in The All-In Entrepreneur that was really crucial for me, too. And in 2019 was really the year that I embraced that more than any other year. And really, the crux of this lesson is to decide to detach And then to back that with action, because that's how you get committed. So how does this work? Really, you just need to decide. Decide that what you want is possible. Decide that it's a done deal. Decide that it's going to happen. Believe it inside and out to be true. 
But then, and I've talked about this in future episodes, you have to kind of detach. You detach from it. So now you know it's a done deal. So the example that I used in a previous episode was, I'm going to be a millionaire. Right? I'm going to have a million-dollar business. That I am, I am deciding that. That is going to be true. It is true. It's a done deal. It's happening. It's happening right now. Now I detach from that. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. Right? Could it be from all of the things that I'm doing, all of the strategies that I'm doing in my business? Yeah, absolutely. That could completely be why. In fact, it's most likely going to be why. All of the strategies and the actions that I'm taking in my business, that's probably going to lead me to my seven-figure business. But could I also just have a random investor walk by me on the street and decide to invest in my company tomorrow? Absolutely. Am I completely open and available to that? Absolutely. Right. So the idea is I know it's going to happen, but I don't know when and I don't know how it's going to happen. But what my job is, is to take actions at a level that are equal to that result. I can't operate at a lower level than that result and expect to smack into or run into those results. And so I have to take actions as a seven-figure business owner would. Now, I can unattach or detach, right, from whether those actions are producing results. Because again, I might take an action and there might not be a result. And that's okay, because it doesn't have to be that action that produces a result. I know the results are coming, but I can't stop taking action, right? And that's why you're committed. You're committed because you're taking action that's at the level of the results that you want, even when you're not seeing results from those actions, because you're still in full faith and belief that your end result is going to happen because you've decided it to be true. And so you're just going to keep showing up and taking action and work it till it works, right? That's a lesson that's helped Deborah get to where she is in her business today. That is a lesson that has absolutely let me get to where I am today in my business. And it's going to be crucial for me in 2020 as I continue to grow my business because I have some really big things in store I'll be sharing in future episodes for Rita Made Me Do It. And I have decided, and I'm going to share one of them at the end of this episode, but I have decided that they're all true. It's all happening. It's all a done deal. It's all true. It's all happening. It's all a done deal. My only job is to back all of that with action without concern as to whether that action is producing a direct result from the action. I just need to show up and take action and I will get to where I need to be. So that is where I think the foundation of all of these other lessons can be built upon. If you just decide what's possible for you and decide it's a done deal, really believe it and then detach from it. Say, I don't know when it's gonna happen I don't know how it's going to happen, but I 100% know it is going to happen. And then just take actions, continuous actions that are at the level of the results you want. I promise in 2020, you can't go wrong. Now, this next lesson that I'm going to share with you is near and dear to my heart because it is the foundation for how I coach my clients. It is why I named my free community The All-In Entrepreneur. It's why I have an intensive called The All-In Intensive. It's why pretty much every word that you hear out of my mouth has something to do with going all in. Uh, it's what this podcast is about. What does it really mean to go all in on your life and your business? This lesson is crucial for business success. So I am going to let another one of my masterminders, Rajika Mahan, share with you the lesson that she learned 
in 2019. Now, Rajika is a new business owner. She has a brand new business. She is just a few months, about 90 days into her business, which is why I think that this is so important and valuable. But she's going to share with you the number one lesson she learned that she's definitely carrying into 2020. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you why I love this lesson so much. I'm a life coach and I work with women who are getting into the next phase of life, um, who are going to be empty nesters and trying to figure out what's next for them. Yeah, I don't know. You know, ever since starting to work with you, I, it's like I see the empty ne- I see the empty nesters. I see them everywhere. But but that's a real thing. I mean, I don't have kids, right? So that's something that I just kind of maybe I'm just the perpetual empty <laughs> empty nester. But um, that's you know, I, I really do see that that that's a moment for people where it's like, okay, I've got this time and I've got this space and like what's next for me. So I love that you you help women kind of navigate right into that next stage of life. Um what so your business is relatively new. I mean you've been you've been working in kind of the coaching and the wellness and the health industry for a, a while now. But this this iteration of your business is really new. So I'm curious to hear from you what one of the most important lessons was as a new entrepreneur, really a new business owner, um, that you learned in 2019 that you know is going to be crucial for you as you continue to grow your business in 2020. To pick one strategy and stick with it. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, you just made me so happy, right? Like pick one thing, go all in on it and just go all in on it, right? And just keep doing it. So tell me what that means for you. Like tell me how you, like how did that come about? What were you doing? How how have you gone all in on a strategy and what has that done for you? What that has done is um, has given me opportunities to book, um, speaking engagements till March of 2020. Do you see why I love this? <laughs> one strategy, one thing, one thing, y'all, that's going all in. That's what I say all the time, right? But what does that really mean? And I've shared this before. And if you hire me for the all-in intensive, this is what we set. We set your all-in plan. And I really believe that if you can pick one way to build awareness of you and your business and one way to nurture relationships of the people that you're building awareness with, and one thing <laughs> that you're kind of directing people to, you will go further than your mind could even grasp in your business. But most people don't do that. They're trying to build awareness in all of the ways, and they're trying to nurture relationships in all of the ways, and they're trying to work with all of the people and offer all of the things, and they're going wide instead of deep, and that's scattered, and it gets you a lot of little results, but no real big meaningful results. So the reason right behind what Rajika shared, the the reason that she said, hey, you know, like the results for this is that I'm booked out for speaking through March 2020 because I picked one strategy and I went all in on it is because she stuck with it. So what she what really wasn't shared in the clip that we shared was that she picked networking as the way to build awareness in her business. And she went all in on networking. And she knew then that the way that she was going to nurture the relationships of people she was meeting was through speaking, getting them to come to workshops and events and places that she was speaking. That's her main kind of nurturing strategy. And she went all in on it. And because she went all in on it, she became known for it. 
because this is all she was doing, speaking, 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 telling people she could speak, inviting people to her speaking engagements. It seems like every time you turn around, you hear that Rajika is speaking somewhere and there's going to be another workshop and another event and you can hear her speak here. And she's really become known for that. She stuck with it, right? She stuck with it and it started to work because she stayed with that strategy. She didn't say, oh, you know, I could also do a newsletter and I could also run a meetup group and I could also create this Facebook group and I could also do this and I could, she was like, no, just this, this is all I'm doing. And so that allowed people to really know her for that, but then it started working because of that. Now, when a strategy starts working, what people tend to be like tempted to do is to now add more. Oh, so that's working. So now I want to add something new. But the best thing that you can do when a strategy is working is to double down on it and just do more of that strategy. So when the speaking kind of started taking off, Rajika was like, ah, Rajika was tempted. Maybe I should do this and maybe I should do that. But she said, no, no, no. I'm just going to double down on the speaking. I'm going to double down and just do more of it. And now she finds herself booked out with speaking engagements through 2020. And that's the main way that people are asking for clarity calls with her and starting to explore hiring her and hiring her and working with her, right? It feels like we need to do all of these things for the results. But the truth is, if you go narrow instead of wide, if you pick one thing, one strategy, just like Rajika shared, and you go all in on it and you double down on it, the results will flow in. Now, this next lesson kind of mixes two concepts that touch each other and affect each other every single day. So I'm sure you've heard that your physical space can affect your mental space, meaning if you're surrounded in chaos and in clutter, then internally you can feel cluttered and chaotic. But likewise, our mental space also affects our physical space, which I also think is no surprise. You're feeling down, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling, however you're feeling, chaotic, right? You're feeling cluttered internally. Suddenly your physical space becomes a representation of that. And the reason that it's important is because your energy is wrapped up in both of those working in harmony. And this is especially true when you're a business owner. You really need to pay attention to your energy, and your energy is wrapped up in your physical and your mental environments. Now, this is a lesson that my mastermind member, Jennifer Cochran, has learned in 2019, and I'm going to let her tell you about her relationship with her energy to her environments, including her schedule. And she shares a really great tip. In fact, a tip that I'm going to start employing in 2020 for a practice that you can use, that she uses, that I'm going to use to reclaim your energy immediately. I specialize in getting people moving again after illness and injury. Two years ago, I became a breast cancer survivor. So I've worked with cancer survivors for over a decade. And now I know exactly what it's like to go through that journey. So it gives me a unique perspective. What lesson are you taking over into next year? The importance of how we feel, whether it's in our body or in our space in our mastermind one day, I had a complete meltdown because I was sitting at a desk that was, I actually said to you, my desk is eating me. Yes, it was. And it was, it was pretty (laughs) much eating you. I saw it and and it was, it was definitely (laughs) eating you. And that night I ordered a new desk 
and my new desk came and I sit at that space almost exclusively when I work now. And I was actively avoiding it. I had a beautiful studio where I worked with clients, a great treatment room. Like those spaces were always pristine and ready to be worked in. And my office was just a hot mess. Yeah, the space, the space for all your clients was great, right? The space for you as the CEO of your business, as the provider of your business, as you know, I always say the most important asset of your business, right? There was no space for for you. You weren't treating that space with the same love and care and respect as you were, what you were giving to your patients, right? So what are some things that you do or practices that you have to kind of be mindful about your energy? Because I know it's so easy, especially for me, to go through my day and just be like, Ah, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, be like, man, I should have taken better care, but then to go right into the next day and have it happen again. So what are some things like a, a tangible, practical thing that people listening could do to really pay attention to their energy and, and use it in a way, harness it in a way that's going to help propel them forward in the new year? So I definitely am very conscious of only saying yes to things that are the highest importance. How do you determine that? Like, how do you make sure you're tapping into that? It really is a matter of just paying close attention. And I have stopped saying yes right away. And there has to be a second yes. Okay, tell me about a second yes. So you're waiting for that moment of another, like, yes, this is something I really want to do. And then another member of my mastermind, Holly Shan, shared her lesson, which is very similar to this. Holly's lesson, I'm going to let you hear it in a moment, was really that, you know, being a CEO of your business means you have to pay a different level of attention to your energy. You have to be very thoughtful and very intentional about where you are putting your energy. But your energy includes things like your time and your money as well as your actions. And so Holly shares a really great way that she makes decisions around where her time, her money, her attention, her energy is going to go. So I'm going to let Holly Shan introduce herself to you and share her lesson with you. I am an animal communication counselor, which means I'm an animal communicator, um, and I work with animals intuitively, and I translate what they say back to people so that people can understand why they're doing what they do so they can have a more peaceful household. I'm curious because I know 2019 was a big year for you. And so as you're looking forward to 2020, I'm wondering, what is a lesson that you learned in 2019 that you're like, I have to carry this lesson forward to 2020 because this is going to be really important for the growth of my business. Oh, the huge thing is without question is just hands down is mindset. It's having that active mindset. It's, you know, and mindset really encompasses a bunch of different levels, doesn't it? It's, you know, it's more than just deciding, well, I'm going to greet the day with gratitude. It's more than just, Greeting the day, the day with attitude, it's okay. How do I want to show up today? What are some practices or things that you do that allow you to say, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going to work through this and I'm still going to be able to do what's in the best interest of my business? It, it is it is also the tracking, of, the tracking of your time. You know, time is the greatest asset that we have. You know, that's the most important thing. I mean, that's 
greater than gold. So you need to track, you know, where you're going, where's your energy going to, you know, and not only where, where's your energy going to, where's your resources going to. Um, and so being able to track all those things, you know, not just your mindset, but also where your money's going, where your energy's going, you know, where your time is. And is it, is it a benefit? You know, is this helping you um, in the process? So it's really important to get that on paper and look at that. So what I love about what Holly shares is really that when you stop and you operate from that place of being a CEO and not just the employee of your company, right? Because when we're an employee, I mean, I don't know how many of you have had corporate America jobs, but there's not a lot of intentionality, a lot of intentionality that you have to put into that role all the time because other people are telling you where your time and your energy has to go. You're not investing your own money into somebody else's business. So it's not exactly the same. And so you can kind of go on autopilot. But when you're running your own business and you're sitting in that big chair and you're sitting in the in the place of the CEO and you're looking at your business from that level, it requires a different level of attention and intention. And so the fact that Holly tracks her time tracks her money, even tracks her energy, putting pen to paper and looking at it, it helps remove emotion from those things and allows you to look at it a little more logically, meaning then that your decisions about how you're going to spend your money and how you're going to spend your time can have some emotions taken out of it. And instead, you can look at it from a very logical place and make decisions that move your business forward as to what's in the best interest of your business. And as a solopreneur, especially when you were the only person in your business, it can be very easy to make decisions from what's in your best interest instead of for what's in the best interest of your business. So Holly's tip on tracking your time, tracking your money, and saying how close, how well, how is this getting me to where I want to be, and putting some space and distance will help you make better decisions for what's truly in the best interest of your business. Now, I can't do a New Year's Eve episode without talking about goals, 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 goals. I mean, this is the time of year that that word is just a buzz in all things, right? Like resolutions. <laughs> You're going to hear New Year's resolutions, New Year's goals, have the best year yet. What are you doing? Right? I, and I'm not immune to that. I'm talking to everybody about my goals and your goals and setting goals, right? But, uh, you know, and I've raved. I'm just going to say I have raved about power sheets in ev almost every single episode. I think since I've started this podcast, if you're like, Rita, I missed it. I, I haven't heard you talk about power sheets at all. Then hi and welcome to my podcast. <laughs> but also like go back to I think it was episode eight with Laura Casey, who owns Cultivate What Matters, and she created Power Sheets. That's going to be your best, fastest introduction to Power Sheets. Also in the Facebook group, The All in Entrepreneur, um, I have uh, videos in the announcement section of how to use Power Sheets, what Power Sheets is, taking you inside. But what you need to know here is that Power Sheets is an intentional goal-setting planner. And it's unlike any other way that you've set goals. And I love it. I think it's incredibly important. And I have said over and over, it is the reason I have doubled my business year after year after year since starting my business. And I tell you this because another member of my mastermind, Lisa Nichols, who owns a company called Tierra Strategies, also brought up Power Sheets when she was sharing her lesson with me. But because that's the system that she has found that has helped her be intentional about her goals. And you're going to hear from her two things that 
wording goals in a specific way and also keeping them in front center, you know, of her eyesight, of her mind, of her attention was crucial for her business. And by not doing it, she really had an effect that was felt in her business. And she's going to share that story with you now. I'm the owner and CEO of Tira Strategies, a social media marketing company. And I do social media consulting. So I help businesses of all sizes bring business through their doors, whether they're online or in person using social media. You have a big vision for your business in 2020. So what lesson is going to enable you as you you remember it and keep it in mind to move forward towards that in 2020? So this is a great one for me because I know this is true, but I didn't know how much it applied to me until this year. Uh, My lesson is that I need to have a goal setting system that I use that I see on a daily basis. And for me, that means power sheets. I know that's for Rita too, but I wasn't as... um, I didn't use power sheets as much as I needed to this year. And I know that I fell short on a lot of the goals that I wanted because they weren't written down and they weren't in front of me. So for me to, aside from accountability from others, like for me to be accountable to myself, it's important for me to have that goal setting system so that I can see my goals and work on them daily. And it also helps me break them into smaller chunks because when I have big goals and I can't get them into smaller goals, which I do with my goal setting system, then I get overwhelmed and I don't do anything. I get paralyzed. So, um, you know, in a nutshell, it's having my goals written down using a goal setting system that keeps them in front of me every day and, and breaks them into sizable chunks. What did you notice when you're not using the goal setting system and you haven't been using what you're talking about, right? Like what was happening for you that maybe made you go, you know, this is something that I really need to kind of tap into. First of all, I'm not even sticking to my daily routine as well as I could. I'm not as focused as I need to be during the day. I'm not doing all those business building activities that I usually put in my goal setting and into my daily tasks because they're not in front of me. And I really thank Lisa for sharing that because I think, and all of the women who are sharing their lessons, right, they're telling you kind of where and how it it came about that they realized that this was a lesson to be learned. I think it's just easy sometimes to hear like, I learned the lesson that if you just set goals, you'll reach them all, right? And what you don't hear is, and also when I didn't do that for like six months, then things really started falling apart and I didn't have my routine and I was missing opportunities and I just wasn't having the success that I used to have. And it's noticing that that allows you to then flip the switch and be successful, right? So uh, somebody said, I don't think the opposite of success is failure. And I agree with that. Like failure is part of success. And it's not that Lisa failed. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that when we find the lessons, when we find the things that didn't go so well, didn't work so great, that's when we're able to find the things that are going to really propel us forward. So I really thank Lisa for sharing that. Now, the next lesson that I'm sharing with you is one that I fought and fought and fought. And I know it came from my training as an attorney. I 100% know it because when you when you go to school, <laughs> all school, kindergarten through high school, through college, through definitely law school, right? You're just kind of like trained in a different way. Your mind starts working in a different way. And what I mean by that is there's basically nothing that can't be learned, right? I mean, that's really what lawyers, <laughs> lawyers, like there are facts, there are cases, there are things for everything. We can find the way to argue anything that we want. We can have it our way, right? That we we just need more information. If we just did more research, if we just read more cases, if we just, you know, talked to more people, did more things, had more discovery, to insert all the lawyer things here, then we'll get the results that we want. 
right? So I kind of had all of this training, right? Like you, it's it's information that gets you ahead. That, I mean, think about it. That's our whole life, right? You you get through kindergarten and then you have to like keep learning to go from first to second to third grade. And then you're getting into college. And then if you learn enough in college, you're going to get really great scores on your tests, hopefully. And if you do that, then you're going to be able to go to grad school or whatever, or get a great job. And then if you just learn things in your job, you're going to progress and advance and get the promotion, right? So we are really taught that it's information that if we learn, we will get to the next level of success. So as an entrepreneur, when that entire way of thinking was debunked, I fought it. It was really, really hard. And this is the lesson that most people fight. This is the one that my clients have a hard time with and that my mastermind member, Tiffany Ford, also fought. And I'm gonna let her tell you about that here. So I'm a realtor in Northern Virginia. My target clients are people who are living in Northern Virginia and are kind of looking to make that transition to a place a little bit further out of the traffic and the craziness that Northern Virginia can sometimes bring and a little bit quieter, more peaceful life. I'm curious to find out what your most valuable lesson was that you learned this year that you know you're going to take forward with you in 2020. Sure. So I think probably the biggest thing for me and the thing that I fought learning the hardest is that if there's something in my way, it's probably me. And even though I want it to be something else, that's not where I'm going to find it. So I have to stop looking at other factors and start looking in, in myself and figure out what it is about me that's causing the block. What are you doing to tap into yourself to say, hey, am I the block here? And what can I do to push myself out of my way so I can move forward? Like, what are some of your favorite things that you do to be able to do that? I have done a lot of journaling this year, more than I've done in the past. And that helps a little bit just to kind of like let the thoughts just pour onto the paper and not try to um, make them a certain way, but just see what comes out. And then when something feels uncomfortable, that's usually the thing that I need to lean into. Like if, if something makes me pause or I'm trying to hide from it, that's usually the thing I need to look harder at. And how have you found that it has helped you? Like when you do this, what's different after you've worked through something like this? I'm getting a lot better at asking for support. I mean, look, I said this at the beginning of this podcast in the trailer. You can still go back and listen to the trailer. So, you know, I have said this a million times until Sunday from the moment that I learned it myself. If it was just information that we needed, we would all be millionaires. We live in a time where there is no lack to information. We can Google anything. We can find anything in seconds on our phone when we're eating cereal at our kitchen table. You know, there is not a lack of getting information. And pretty much, I would I would even say, that except for a few things where I know maybe you don't have all the information you need and learning some information is helpful. As a whole, we all have the information we need to reach the levels of success that we want. So why aren't we? If it was just information, why aren't we? Because it's not about the information. It's about us. We are getting in our own way, not the lack of information, not the lack of knowing. We get in our own way time and time and time again. I mean, take the lesson that Rajika shared about the one strategy, going all in on one strategy. The reason that this does not work for so many people is because they're not doing it, because they'll pick a strategy and then they'll start it 
and a week or two weeks into it, or sometimes less, maybe a little more. But at some point, when they're not seeing results, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know, I'm not seeing results, and I'm going to doubt this, and I'm not going to trust it, maybe this wasn't the right decision. So maybe if I just learn about something else, right? So we kick back to that old habit of I need to learn something else. So maybe if I just learn something else, learn more, and do something else, then the results will come. And so they bail, they jump strategies, and then the same thing happens with that other strategy. So then they jump again, and they jump again, because it is very uncomfortable to sit in that space of no results to get through it to get to results. It's hard to sit in discomfort. It's hard to trust that the results will come when you aren't seeing immediate physical evidence of it, right? It's hard to be patient. It is hard to trust. It is hard to sit in discomfort. So we get in our own way Time and time and time again, because we lack the patience, we have doubt, we have fear, we have insecurity. I mean, it's the same for why we can't detach, right? Deborah Myers was talking about deciding and believing and then detaching, but the reason we can't detach is because we are seeking immediate results from our actions because then that's the evidence. That's the proof, right, that we made the right decision. So if I do something and I see an immediate result, then wow, then I trust that that was the right thing instead of just trusting, trusting in the process, trusting in the outcome, trusting that it's going to work. Right? Really, at the end of the day, we don't trust ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we don't trust ourselves to take the actions that we need to take to make things happen or to navigate whatever results from taking action. I mean, if people don't hire me as a coach, it's really one of these things. Either they just don't want to work with me, (laughs) which is totally fine, right? Like, it's just me that they don't want to work with, and that's totally okay. So I'm going to include that and put that on the table, right? But it's also often because they don't believe in coaching. It's like they're still not seeing the value of coaching giving them the results, right? But let's say that they do. They're like, no, I know coaching can get me results. And Rita, it's you. It's you I want. But I'm just not ready, right? I'm just not ready to move forward or for whatever reason. I'm not going to go into that here. That's a completely different episode for another day. But right, what it really is about is they are not trusting themselves. If they, if they think about it, if you believed, right, that coaching will 100% build the business that you want, help you build the business that you want, and you know that I am the coach that can help you do it. Okay. So let's just put you in that place. You, you know, it's Rita. She's a great coach. And coaching is going to get me the results I want. If you were 100% certain on that, it would be a no-brainer to move forward. The only reason that people aren't moving forward is because they don't trust themselves. They don't trust themselves to do the things that are going to be required to make the coaching work for them. Or they don't trust themselves to navigate the results that start happening when they start taking action. But that's not just like them. That's all of us. We all have points in our life like that. So we have to remind ourselves, like another lesson that I had from this year myself was it always works out. And I just said that all the time. I always get what I want or better. I always get what I want or better. It always works out. And people are like, but how can that be, Rita, unless you're like struck with like the lucky gene? And it's because I can make any result work out to my best interest. So while I might not get what I want, what I got was better because it's always putting me where I need to be. And the reason I can believe that is I control my perception around it and I control how I react to it. So if I say, oh, I wanted A, but I got B, then I can honestly say B must be better 
because I always get what I want, but I didn't get A. I got B, so B must be better because I always get what I want or I always get better than what I want, so B must be better. So then how can I make that better for me? And that puts me into action again, right? And then I control how that then puts me in a better situation. So if you trust yourself to do the things or you trust yourself to navigate whatever results, any result that happens from taking action, you can successfully navigate it because you trust yourself, then it doesn't really matter what action you take. You can just take actions because they're going to put you where you need to be and you'll be able to navigate whatever happens. But that requires a huge level of trust. And we tend to not trust ourselves, which is why we get in our own way time and time again. So if you can do the practices and do the things that Tiffany shared, and I have a whole bunch, if this is something that is an issue for you, then absolutely book a clarity call with me because this will be the thing that continues to get into your way time and time again, no matter what new skills, what new opt-ins, what new strategies you learn, it won't matter if you can't solve this, which is how do I get myself out of my own way? So book a call with me, right? But that is a lesson that I learned this year that Tiffany learned and that so many of my clients learned. And once you learn it and once you know how to navigate it, I mean, boy, oh boy, the possibilities are really endless because what you step into is the next lesson. And this is my lesson, right? This isn't shared from a mastermind member, but it was that I can trust. But specifically, it was I can trust to delegate. So I don't know how many of you have trouble with this, right, with delegating, and 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 there are all kinds of different reasons for it. Sometimes we think, oh, you know what, like, I just can't trust someone else to do this as well as I can, or it's going to take me longer to get somebody um, to that place, and I can't trust that they're going to actually get results from doing it, so I need to do it, or whatever it is, right? But I have a kick butt assistant. I've had two kick butt assistants in my life. Um, but my current assistant, Elizabeth, is absolutely incredible. And I, I this year have a very hard time delegating things um, because I stepped into new higher level things and she was a new assistant. And so I found that I was kind of keeping more than I normally keep, which was creating all kinds of issues <laughs> with my strategy because I wasn't trusting that I could just delegate it and it would all work out, right? But when I remembered the lesson I just shared about getting out of your own way and trusting yourself, then I was able to delegate more. And I've got a plan now for 2020. Uh, Hi, Elizabeth. (laughs) I hope you're listening to this, right? I have a plan for 2020 to delegate a whole lot more Elizabeth's way that's going to move me forward. It's going to move her forward. It's going to move all my clients forward. Um, In fact, I'm you know, to take some of these lessons, I have decided that I can have the business I want working no more than 35 hours a week total. Um, I mean, total, like not a minute over 35 hours a week. I've decided that. Um, That requires trust in me. That requires trust in results. That means taking bigger actions, moving my business forward, you know, all of the things that we've talked about and delegating more than ever before. And so a lesson that I've learned is I can trust and I can delegate. I can trust other people because no matter what happens from their actions, I can navigate that as well. And that allows me to kind of step into the next lesson that I'm going to share with you. And this was also brought up by two of my mastermind members. So this next lesson is, you know, I can then when I'm when I'm delegating and freeing up my time, I need to use that time to be the CEO of my business to step more and more into the CEO role. And this is exactly why the six-figure CEO mastermind was created. Now, 
my mastermind had many iterations. There were many iterations of the mastermind. They were all, you know, kind of focused on action and on momentum and staying in action, action over information. That's always been what my mastermind's about because you just heard me tell you, it's not the lack of information. It's about taking action. And that requires a different way of thinking and being so that you can take these actions, right? And get out of your own way. But this iteration, the final iteration, the six-figure CEO mastermind really focused on tangible ways that people can step into the shoes of the CEO. Because you hear that all the time. I know, I thought that was a silly phrase when I started my business, be the CEO of your business. I'm like, look, I'm one person, right? Like, what does that mean? I'm not gonna dress up in a suit and go to a corner office every day, you know? But like, it's really true. Once you learn what being the CEO of your business is, it is life-changing. It's not just business-changing, it's life-changing. And I realized that understanding what this really means, right? taking away the silly sounding nature of it, taking away that you don't feel like a CEO of a company and really helping you step into what does that mean? How do you get away from just being the employee of the business that you run, you create, it's your business. How can you both be an employee in it because you're usually the only employee in it and the CEO at the same time. How do you do that? What are the actual things you do? What is CEO time? How is it used? All of that, right? Once I realized that that was eluding clients, right, that what this really means, and I created this mastermind, then people really started grasping it. And this lesson about being the CEO is one of the most valuable lessons that you can learn. And I'm going to let two of my mastermind members share with you what it means for them. So the first person we're going to hear from is Michelle Perino, and I'm going to let her tell you all about her and how she has grown her business, I think it was like triple over what she thought in just one round so far of the mastermind from embracing being the CEO of her business. So I'm going to let her explain to you what that means. I am an online business manager um, and I help high level entrepreneurs scale up their business by helping them set up their systems, automation, and workflows. Um, we do strategy as well as um, helping implement projects and tasks. Yeah. I mean, you're really, you, you, really, you help us double, triple, quadruple our time <laughs> because you guys are taking care of everything in the background. So, uh, well, I learned to, to um, look at my business as a CEO um, okay. and not as a personal business owner. So what does um, that mean for you? Tell, tell people what that means for you. For me, that means making decisions that are based upon my business and not personal. Uh, it means setting up a budget, paying myself first, and looking at my expenses in a way. It enables me to manifest where I want to be in 2020 and um, to not live in scarcity, uh, but to live with the value that I offer and to wait for the perfect clients and not always take whatever comes along. What's like a practical action? Something that someone can do who's like, this sounds great. I would love to just be in the mindset of the CEO of my business, but what does that really mean? And how how can I do that? How can I start stepping into those shoes? What would you tell people? I think the first thing for me was actually um, go- working on the financial side of my business. It wasn't something that I focused on as much. I kind of took what came in and what I sent out and that was what was left. And that's how I paid myself. So this year, my mindset has changed after working with you, Rita. So now my salary is actually part of the budget for my business. And if I have to, 
I cut in other places instead of always taking from myself. Oh, I love it. And that makes you have to be mindful about you, but also mindful about at all the other expenses in your business and what you're pulling in and what you're flowing out. And I, I know that looking at numbers and money is scary, but that is the first place, I think, to step into that the quote unquote shoes of a of a CEO is looking at your numbers in, in your business because all your decisions can stem from there. And it just snowballs, right? It just snowballs. Then you're like, oh, though this is good and I can do this and this is a great business decision. And oh, look, amigos. And I really just love how Michelle says, I, I just now make decisions from what's in the best interest of my business. We we kind of brought that up with Holly Shan before when she was sharing about why she tracks her time and, and how she makes decisions because she wants to make decisions from that more removed place where it's not all her personal emotions and personal feelings, right? It ties into this. It's like, what is in the best interest of my business? I need to know what that is. I can't let feelings, individual personal feelings of scarcity or tiredness or lack or fear stop me, right, from making decisions. I always say, let's not make decisions from a fear-based place. It's not that you can't feel fear. I'm a big believer that fear is actually not a bad thing to feel, but it's how quickly do you move through it? And how do you move through it, right? So let's not make decisions from a fear-based place. Let's use fear to remind us what's in the best interest of our business and make decisions from that place. Now, I'm going to let my other mastermind member, Melissa Henry, she, by the way, everyone, <laughs> is the person who has taken all of these cute photos that you're seeing of me with like party hats and confetti and champagne. And um, she's incredible. So I just wanted to give a shout out to her for those photos. But I'm going to let Melissa Henry tell you what it meant to her to learn about being the CEO of her business. And I can tell you that in this round, she has been in the mastermind before, and I think she'll be the first one that would admit she did not embrace this idea, this concept of really making decisions from the place of a CEO, what it meant to do it, how to do it. And this round she did. And she has had all of the results flow in from that in a way that she couldn't even imagine. She's fully booked for January. She's looking at being fully booked for February. It's just incredible what resulted from her embracing this. So I'm going to let Melissa share with you what that meant for her. I am the CEO of Melissa Dumple Photography. And what I do is I help entrepreneurs um, kind of dig down a little bit deeper into their personal brand so that they can um, show themselves in a way in social media and in, through all of their promotional materials that um, will help them grow their business. More specifically, I tend to focus on um, speakers and speaker authors um, because they do need to have a lot more visibility in order to grow their speaking careers. So that's kind of where my, my brand has kind of migrated over the course of the past year. What is a lesson that you learned in 2019? Like, this is a lesson I learned that I know I have to keep in my mind for 2020 so that I, uh, it, you know, intentionally grow my business in the direction that I want it. So what was that lesson for you that's made such a difference? I am separate and distinct from my business. I am the CEO, the one who's operating it, but I am not my business. My business needs me to um, make good decisions for it to grow and succeed. And when I kind of realized that, it was a couple of things. It was super powerful because that kind of gave me this idea of, you know what, if I'm not my business and I am helping my business to succeed, then 
my decisions can be much more logical based, right? Rather than emotional, (laughs) which a lot of us do when we're like, you know, making emotional buying decisions and things like that. Like, oh, maybe I need a new lens for my camera. Do I really need a new lens for my camera? You know, that kind of thing. Um, But at the same time, it's scary too. And I'm, I'm working through that sort of idea is that this, the scary part is you have to step up. You can't lay down on the job. You can't be like, oh, well, I just don't feel like it today. You have to push through just like you would if you were working for a large company. You know, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. Since you've started making decisions from that place, what has happened for your business? I think the biggest thing is that now I feel the sense of, okay, I have, I do have big dreams. I do have a lot more that I feel I can give to the world. So now it's really just a matter of sitting back and saying, okay, I'm going to be starting to plan for 2020. In fact, I have a couple of CEO days coming up next week. (laughs) Um, And I thought to myself, well, this is great because it will help me make decisions on how I get to that next level with less a feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm not there yet. I'm, you know, I'm doing something wrong or, you know, giving myself a lot of grief. Rather, it's, oh, wait a minute. I know I need to get to that level or there's this next thing I want to do. Now I can just sit down and kind of logically plan that out and say, okay, it's okay that I, I want to do everything, of course, but I know I can't. So now it's just a matter of like, okay, take on what you can and don't, um, don't feel like you're, you're not succeeding yet. You know, you're not, you're not making it yet. You're not hitting those goals fast enough. It's like, no, you know what you need to do to get there. You know who you need to actually hire to help you. It's, it just makes everything to me a little bit more, I don't know, clear. I love this. And I wish I could just sit here and just tell you forever all of the things that you can do to step into being the CEO of your business. But I mean, I had to create a mastermind group for it because it's not just a one-time thing. It's not hearing 10 things and just checking things off your checklist. It's very robust. But if you are interested in finding out more, then I will just drop here that the next round of the six-figure CEO mastermind starts in February. So in January, you're going to have an opportunity to apply. It's one one group of 10 women. There are people who are coming back from the current mastermind. They get dibs, but then open spots will be available. And it, it's an incredible group. If you And you're going to hear at the end the lessons that each of these women learned from the mastermind group. So if you're like, wow, Rita, I really want to know what it's like to be the CEO of my business. And I want to know how to do it. And I want to know all of these CEO strategies. And I want to, to know how to you know really do this, like actually do exercises and reports and thinking and strategic planning and all of this from the place of the CEO, then stay tuned for information on how to find out more because you are probably going to want a spot in this mastermind group. But right, other than going through my mastermind group, (laughs) something that you can do immediately is something that I learned from a coach of mine. And that's ask yourself just two questions every day. Ask yourself, what does my business need for me today? And what do I need from me today? What does my business need for me today? And what do I need? Sometimes they'll line up. Oftentimes they're different, right? Rita might need, I don't know, healthy food and a walk outside, right? Cool. I need to do that. But my business may need me to get super, super uncomfortably visible and um, sell something today, right? Okay, great. I have to do that too. 
right? Now, Rita may want to curl up in a ball. I don't. I really love selling things. I mean, because I sell things that I know people need and I know it's changing lives. And so I get really excited at offering things to people that could change their life. But I understand that some people, right, feel like, ah, my personal self doesn't really want to get that visible, but my business really needs for me to. And so then you have to say, well, I'm making a decision in the role of a CEO right now. I'm not making a decision about personal self. I'm making a decision about what my business needs and my business needs for me to get this visible. And so I need to get this visible, right? And then I can go do what I need to do for personal me after that. So uh, that's just a great way to kind of step into that right away. If you don't ask yourself, what does my business need and what do I need to start seeing? They're two separate things. They're two separate entities. Your business is its own living, breathing person, okay? And all of that, like asking myself those questions and stepping into the shoes of the CEO led me to other lessons that I know, but I've rediscovered in 2019, which was I just need to keep showing up. As long as I keep showing up, even when I'm tired, even when it's raining, even when it's snowing, even when I've had too much to eat, even when I just want to be on the beach, even when I, right, like if I just keep showing up, I can't go wrong. And also the importance of asking for what I want. Asking, right? Sometimes Rita doesn't want to ask. Sometimes Rita feels like maybe I don't want to ask, but my business needs for me to ask. My business needs for me to do direct outreach. My business needs for me to ask, right? So I just need to ask for what I want. And all of that culminates in success in your business is about who you are being and not what you are doing. It is about the type of person that you are being. And this is the lesson that Jillian Lama, who is a member of my mastermind group, shared with me. And I think it's an incredible lesson and something that you're going to hear me talk about a lot and something you probably already have. But I'm going to let Jillian share it with you in her own words. I help women stop emotionally eating and overeating so that they can create the body and life that they love. So really it's learning how do we let go of the old diet thinking and diet tactics that really aren't working for us and step into a new life that we actually want to be living and want to be doing day to day. What was the most important lesson for you that you learned in 2019? Yeah. So this was actually a really challenging question because I could list a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been so much good stuff. But I would say the most important thing that I've learned has been really focusing on my thoughts that really drive the feelings and the feelings that create my actions and how I would get really kind of frustrated with myself in the past because I wasn't taking action or I wasn't following through or there seemed to be all of this resistance or I kept trying to change the circumstance rather than looking at what I could do to change it, how I could be in charge of my own feelings and really change my feelings by changing my thoughts and starting to look at those negative thoughts that come in and they just kind of like sneak in a little bit. Um, and it might be like, Oh, look at her. Look what she's doing. Oh, look how big that is. Oh, look, she made six figures in six weeks or, you know, things yeah. like that to where, um, you know, we don't even, even with that example, we don't see the like six years of, of time and effort that she put in previous to that. So um, it's really uh, focusing on uh, taking more ownership and taking 100% responsibility for how I show up in my business. What are some of your favorite practices then for being able to do that? I have unsubscribed to a lot of um, Facebook groups, email lists. Um, I'm very particular about who I want to follow and and who I don't. Um, and they're and really only you know picking two, three, maybe four kind of um, 
people, groups, communities that I really want to dive into more fully. So instead of going wide and hearing all of these diverse opinions and getting all of these different ideas or business models, really going deep on just a handful of them. All right. So the thing to take away from this is that the de- definition of success isn't things you do. It's not milestones you achieve. It's not getting this award or the fact that you picked up the phone and cold, cold called 10 people. That's not success. Success is who did you have to be to win that award? Who did you have to be to be the person that would pick up the phone and cold call 10 people? Success is defined by who you are being and not what you're doing. And we talked about this in a past episode or two, but when you do that, right, what you realize is I am already successful because I am a person, right? I'm a person who does things. Therefore, success is all around me. I just have to step into it. It's not something that shows up once I've achieved certain things. So success is already all around you. You just have to step into it. So we often think of success as like because of society, right? Climbing the ladder to success. So I have to climb up the ladder to reach success. Ah, no, BS, totally saying no to that, right? Instead, success is all around. You just have to step into it. You have to allow yourself to step into it. So think of it like reverse engineering. It's okay, here's success, and success is all around me, and I want to step into it, but success is who I'm being and not what I'm doing. Who do I have to be to be the person who recognizes, sees, and experiences success right now? What kind of person do I have to be? And you are in total control over being that person at all times. So the minute that you just decide, I am a person who, and you show up, right? You show up in that way. As you've heard, it's all about how you're showing up, right? You align your thoughts, which create your feelings, which dictate your actions, which create your results. And that's all spurring from how am I showing up? Who am I being? So, you know, people always talk about weight loss and I say, well, you know, it's not about exercising or running or whatever. It's about being the kind of person who is a person who does the things required to be healthy. So if being healthy is a goal, then I'm a person who right? I'm a person who what? I'm a person who gets sufficient sleep, drinks plenty of water, right? Like pays attention to my energy, like shows up regardless of how I feel, stays consistent even when I'm not seeing results, right? If I'm that kind of person, then I will reach my goals, right? So success is how you're showing up, who you are being. And when you're operating from the place of the CEO, that's what that allows you to do. It allows you to make decisions from What's in the best interest of my business, which means you have to operate as the person who makes those best decisions. So it's not, again, about what you're doing. It's about who you are being in order to do the things that you have to do to get the results, right? Which is why I really love this lesson from Jillian so much. In fact, another member of my six-figure CEO mastermind, Holly Miles, talked about this being her most important lesson in 2019, that she didn't have to wait for her success, that she could realize it now. She didn't have to wait till some predetermined time after she achieved X, Y, and Z, that success was here. It was here for her now. And she could realize it and be successful while still setting goals for more success. And she did it by stepping into an abundance-based mindset. And I'm going to let her explain the way that she was able to do that. I'm an independent travel consultant. Uh, My business is Holly's Holidays. Um, I specialize in European 
travel to Europe, Disney, and cruises. And I hope busy moms who have too much on their plate uh, to plan the vacations they desperately need so that they can relax, reconnect with their families, and make memories to last a lifetime. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I bet you a lot of families are going to wish that they had a vacation after the holiday, right? Like, Very <laughs> much so. If any of you out there are thinking about it, right, follow Holly, find, get your vacation booked. But um, Holly, so this, you know, I've... I, you really have come a long way since we started working together. Sounds like a commercial. You've come a long way, Holly, since <laughs> starting your business. But what is, this year was really a big growth year for, for you. Would you agree? Yes, definitely. For sure. So tell me about a lesson, right? Everyone's sharing lessons, but like a lesson that they learned in 2019 that is going to be really important to carry over into 2020 so that your business grows the way that you want it to grow. What was that lesson for you in 2019? Um, It was probably mostly around mindset and um, making decisions and manifesting. All three of them seem to sort of tie in together for me. You just said three of my favorite words, mindset, (laughs) decisions, and manifesting. So tell tell us a little bit about that. Like, how did you learn that lesson? What was going on for you? And what does that lesson really mean? Well, a lot of it started when you gave us the book um, about money. Creating money. Yeah. So I'll put a, everybody, I'll put a link in the show notes to that book, Creating Money. I sent, I sent it to all of my mastermind participants. Yeah, that was a great book. And um, it really helped with my mindset around um, creating and thinking about abundance and not having that mindset of there's not enough money. And when you have that mindset, you you're able to make a decision that you are successful already where you are. And once you're able to make that decision, it all sort of comes in where you need it to come in. I mean, I just, once I made that decision, clients started really coming to me, um, the kind of clients I wanted. So what is something that you do that maybe the listeners could take and and implement on their own to, to step into that same mindset so they can make decisions from that place? Well, honestly, a lot of it being in the mastermind group helps. Um, we share your wins. And I've been sharing my wins, not just with the mastermind group, but on my Facebook wall as well. Yeah, It's it's really helpful to be reminded that you are successful and that you have had these successes and to get everybody going, yay, that's fantastic. That's so exciting. I just love this. I tell people all of the time, share your wins. In fact, in the mastermind, it is mandatory that every week you share your wins, but that every day that you have a win, you share that immediately with your group members as well. And we have Fridays where we share our wins on Fridays. And I, But this is what I tell my community as a whole, is it's not just about the goal. It's not about signing the client or making $10,000 a month. The wins are the steps that you took to reach the goal. The goal is nothing more than a byproduct of every step that you needed to take to reach that goal. So we need to celebrate the steps, right? And when you celebrate the steps and you celebrate progress, you see everything is here for you now. And you can find ways to feel and to celebrate and to realize that it is the actions. Again, it's that person who you are being that dictates success. And so when you are taking those actions, when you're being that person, you are successful. Now, another way that I do this is through visualizations, affirmations, and future gratitude, right? So I am grateful and I express gratitude for everything that's on its way to acknowledge there is an abundance, there's plenty of everything, and it's on its way. And so these are great lessons, right? All of these lessons are so important. And hopefully some of these have spoken to you and and they stick out to you. And you're like, yes, this is something that I, I really want more information on. Or So if you need more, email me feedback at readamimedoit.com. Share with me what your favorite lesson was. I did grab 
10 other lessons from these women. Now, the question that I asked them was, what did you learn? What did you learn about yourself or about your business as a result of participating in the six-figure CEO mastermind? What was it about the mastermind that allowed you to learn this thing that you know is going to be crucial vital, important to you for your business growth in 2020. So I've just kind of created a little montage of their lessons so that you can just kind of hear them back to back to back to back to hear these 10 extra bonus lessons that will hopefully help you and impact you and grow your business right away. But also, if you were thinking, maybe this is something that I want, maybe the Six Figure CEO Mastermind is something that I'd like to take advantage of or at least learn more about, then I want you to email me at feedback at RitaMamieDoIt.com. If you email me at feedback at RitaMamieDoIt.com and just say, hey, Rita, I just want more information about the mastermind group, then I will send you not only a link where you can learn more and get on a wait list, but by getting on the wait list, you're going to have 24 hours before it opens to the public to apply and secure your spot and you're going to get a little bonus. This is important because, like I said, this mastermind is limited to 10 people. That's it. It's a six-month program limited to 10 women, and there are people who are coming from the existing round. So we're already at fewer than 10 spots, right? I think we're maybe at about five spots when all is said and done that will be open for the mastermind. So that 24-hour period of you getting to apply before other people because your spot is secured in the order in which the in the order in which the applications are received, right? So just if this is there's no obligation, you're not obligating yourself to anything. But if you're interested because I don't have the page up for it yet, right? I'm talking about this a little premature Surely, because of New Year's and all the lessons that were shared, email me at feedback at readamamedoit.com, and then I will send you a link to where you can get on a wait list and get first dibs and get information and even get a special bonus and incentive for that, okay? All right, so let's listen to what these wonderful women who shared their great lessons around 2019 learned about themselves and their business and what they really found valuable about the six-figure CEO mastermind that allowed them to learn it that they know is going to carry their business forward in 2020. Knowing that I have a place to go when I need to ask a question, when I need just to do some brainstorming, some feedback, uh, again, if it's a mindset issue, but just having a place to go to talk to people. The accountability, being able to, you know, check in with everyone and certainly, you know, checking in with you is a, is a huge thing because lots of times we can't see our own stuff. Um, and it would take someone else to say, well, here's what I see. And it's not always pretty, but you know what? That's okay. But because we, because we need to look at that and go, yeah. You're successful right where you are now often we feel like we're alone out there. And when you have other people to say, hey, I had this experience or I'm deciding what to do with this situation, when people can chime in and give you feedback and or just validate that, yeah, you can totally do that. I think that that's very valuable. So there were two key things, um, the first being focusing myself on who do I want to be? Who do I get to be? Um, who do I get to show up as? Um, rather than focusing so much on the action of like, I need to have this opt-in. I need to do send these emails. I need to post in this Facebook group. I need to, you know, kind of, we can kind of go through this to-do list rather than focusing on who do I need to be? Who do I 
want to be? How do I want to be showing up? Um, and and so I know it's kind of um, it, it feels so intangible, um, <laughs> you know. But but that's that was really a big shift for me is really getting into that practice of consistently every morning now um, when I journal and I the last question I end on is now who do I want to be or who do I get to be in order to to do this one task in order to go after this one dream today so that's been that's been a huge shift and then uh, the second one was you know, like learning what I can say no to and recognizing that there's so much power and value in saying no, just as there as much as saying yes. And I think in being in these masterminds, I, for me, definitely having people who are at a level that I am or higher really helps me to rise up to where I need to be. So I always need to be looking for how can I be around those people that can, can, get or at that level and how can I get there and so in being in my masterminds that's really brought it home like having the wonderful amazing people in the masterminds that I've been in it's just just seeing where they are and how they do it has really helped me to create the um, I guess space in my life to be at that level too and so that's why I appreciate the masterminds is having people to look up to to watch how they've done it to emulate some of what they've done and then to draw on their wisdom and share some of my wisdom. I've become much more um, aware of kind of those self-defeating things or stories that I tell myself and being a part of that mastermind, I think was a really big part of it because it wasn't only you that would point those things out. You know, we would be talking as a group and I, I would say something like that. And one of the other members would be like, are you sure that you, that's really the case? Or um, what kind of fear do you have around that? Or, you know whatever. And you're just like, Oh God. Okay, fine. I'm going to sit down and journal about the damn thing. Okay. Having the community of like-minded business owners for me was huge um, because I am always surrounded by my team and they're not as objective and realistic and truthful with kindness as the community was in your mastermind. And so I was very, it was a very comfortable and safe place, a very non-judgmental place to kind of put ideas out there get opinions, and um, also be able to help other people with their questions. Um, as an online business manager, having access to those amazing business owners and their feedback was huge for me. But more, it was nice to have the support, the daily check-ins. Being an entrepreneur can be hard and keeping that focus on making sure I was doing CEO activities every day um, through your check-ins was, was huge. Number one, having the support with the other women around and not just thinking it's um, that I'm going through it, but actually connecting with, with the other women saying they're having similar struggles and this is how they have um, kind of approached it or they've looked at it a different way and giving me the awareness of looking at more than one option because uh, when it comes to your business, you might just look at one option and might not be aware of other. And having women at different levels of their own business, because some of the other women are a little bit further along. So they're like, hey, this is what we did. Why don't you try it? But the best part is to have Vita as my mentor. <laughs> that has been my best. And just uh, me having somebody else believe in me has been really big for me because Sometimes you don't have the belief in yourself, but having somebody else believe in you propels you from going from zero to, or just even making one, uh, taking an action. Just one action, because then it snowballs. Everything snowballs. Thank you so much for saying Like, I really have tried to tap into the fact that, and I started telling people, look, 
You might not believe it, but I'll believe enough for both of us right now, right? I'll be- yes. let me believe enough for the both of us, and yeah. then you just do the things yes. and let me believe. You yes. don't have to believe, and then you'll believe. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then you believe. Yes. And I think now you're seeing it, right? You're, yes, you're, you're believing it. And yes, there's so much that's coming your way. I think it's so easy running a business for yourself to feel like you're alone, like you're on an island, and. It doesn't have to be that way. Like everybody who's running a business has challenges. And it's if you have people to lean into and say, hey, I'm stuck on this. Do you have any thoughts about something that maybe I'm not seeing? You can get a different lens and you don't have to go far for it. And um, with the mastermind, you kind of establish this relationship with other business owners who have such, like in our case, it's very different businesses, but some of the challenges are similar enough to where it's just like, have you looked at it in this way can open up a lot of possibility. I mean, guys, come on. I can't stress enough the importance of support, but different types and levels of support and feedback. And if you can't tell, I mean, I think every single woman in the mastermind group just sing the praises of that. But I just, again, right? Like if this is something that you're interested in, don't wait to find out, right? You're not obligated. I will send you information, but this may be the year for you to step into those shoes. Now, we work through all kinds of things that allow you to look at money from a CEO place, that allow you to innovate from a CEO place, that allow you to plan and have your schedule as a CEO and really like create offerings from that thought and mindset of a CEO and not an employee. I mean, we're doing everything, right? But you're doing it with me and you're also doing it with these women who know your business, learn you inside out and are along with you for six months or more because as you can tell, many of these women just keep coming back and that's a testament not only to me and to the mastermind group and the power of it because it gets some results, right? But to the women that are in this group. So anyway, I'm just gonna recap real quickly the lessons that you heard today, right? So some of the lessons from 2019 that I'm hoping that you carry over to 2020, your energy is dictated by your mental and your physical space, and you need to make sure that your mental and physical spaces are working in alignment. This includes your schedule, what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to, so that you preserve that energy, so you operate from the place that you need to operate from in order to make sound decisions for you and your business. You need to step into the shoes of the CEO. You need to be asking yourself, what is in the best interest of my business? business, making decisions from that place and not a fear-based place. Pick a strategy, one strategy, go all in on it, go all in on it for at least 90 days. If you don't know what that strategy is, again, email me. Let's have a free call to figure out what resource, what I have that can help you create your all-in strategy. But when you have that one thing, go all in on it and you're able to do it because, right, you've decided it's going to work and you've detached from when or how, and you just back that with action. And you know any action because it's going to be rewarded because there's an abundance in the world, and there's plenty for everybody, and there's plenty of money and opportunities, and you trust yourself, right? You can get out of your own way, and you trust yourself to navigate whatever happens from taking the actions. You trust yourself to take the actions, and you also trust yourself to navigate whatever results from taking that action. And you can do that in full faith because you know that there's an abundance and it's all flowing your way, right? You can also then really look at your time, your energy, and your attention 
from this place of abundance and faith and being the CEO and detachment. So you make solid and sound decisions, and then at all times, make sure that you're showing up as the person that you want to be to get the results that you want, right? The way that I worded, those were all the lessons from the women who shared, right? The way that I worded my lessons for 2019 was decide plus believe, and it will happen. I can delegate, and I can trust myself and trust my team. Visualizations, affirmations, future gratitudes are important, right? So not just gratitude for what I have, but gratitude for what's on its way because, again, all of that abundance. Self-care is crucial. This was a lesson, a huge lesson that I learned, okay? So this lesson that I learned about self-care I mean, one of the biggest lessons that I learned was about self-care, self-care being crucial and important. Now, what happened, right, really the overall lesson is that you are the most important asset of your business. I am the most important asset of my business, and we need to take care of the most important asset of our business. What happened was I got the flu here towards the end of the year. I mean, many of you have emailed me, reached out, and said, hey, you're not as visible as much as you usually are. You're not as talkative. Is it just the holidays? What's happening? And then many of you saw videos where I was like, I'm here, but I'm sick, right? I was really sick. But the reason that I got so sick was because I really hadn't taken days off for myself. Now, I had taken days off But when I looked at the days off that I had taken, they weren't really off. I was using those days to clean, to entertain, to sightsee, to travel. They were still full. I had not just taken a down day or two in a long time because I felt like, and I don't know how many of you have kind of this training or this thought process from before, right? But I felt like, oh my gosh, okay. Like I can't take time off, right? Especially with everything that's going on and the way that my business is going. And I felt like taking time off to sightsee, to spend time with friends, to entertain was taking time off. But it's not, right? You really do need complete downtime. Downtime where you are just not on the go and you're having true relaxation, true downtime mentally and physically. And I hadn't done that, right? So I got knocked out for six weeks because I just, I hadn't taken that time, right? But what I remembered, and here's the way that I kind of worded my lesson, and my lesson may not apply to you where you are right now in your business, but for some of you, it will. And so I just want to say the lesson that I learned, thanks to my own coach for pointing this out to me, but I want to point it out to you too. Your business may not be where it was when it started. You may be well down the road from that. My business is five years old. Basically, my business is like a teenager now. (laughs) My business is doing very well. It's like a teenager. It doesn't need me the way that it did when it was an infant, when it was a newborn business. But I was still pouring my time and my energy and my attention into it as if it was a newborn. And that then kind of dictated how I was spending my free time as well, because then I felt like I had limited free time. And so I had to fill it with all of these activities. Well, my business is a teenager. <laughs> and so it, it it's more like it, it needs me, but it doesn't need me at the same level. And so I'm able to pull back a little bit to have more time so that I don't feel the crunch of filling all of my free personal time to the max. So I will have downtime because if I don't factor in a couple of days of downtime, I'm going to get hit like I did again with a flu and have two weeks, right? So self-care being crucial is important. Detachment is key. We've talked about that right? That part of the self-care is I need to allocate downtime after travel. (laughs) When I come back from travel is when I am prone to get 
the most sick, right? I need to just keep showing up. I need to show up regardless of the results, regardless of how I feel, because it's about who I'm being and not what I'm doing and not what's resulting. I'm a person who, and so that means I need to be that person I want to be. That person wants to show up for the things that are important to her. For me, I learned a lesson that I need to pray. I need to surrender. I need to trust Date nights are non-negotiable. You heard me interview my husband and you heard us say that. Date nights, non-negotiable. They are on the books for 2020, right? I need to ask for what I want. That included asking my husband for date nights again, right? But I need to ask for what I want. It always works out. It can't not work out. I always get what I want or better, right? And then my final lesson was when I feel the need to do more, and this kind of goes along with the self-care, is when I need to do less. I need to pull back. I need to do less. I need to go deeper not wider, which is something that you've heard too, right? So that's kind of the recap of all the lessons. I would love to know, and I'm really looking, in fact, out of the people who email me, as you know, I always love giving away things. Well, I have one more really nice big gift for for someone, right? A little kind of little tiny read it, made me do it bundle, but it's a good one <laughs> for a winner that will be chosen randomly. But to be able to be chosen, you have to email me and tell me a lesson that you have learned in 2019 that you were carrying forward to 2020 and one of your most valuable insights that you heard in this episode today. Both answers have to be included for you to be entered to win this. So email me at feedback at readamamedoit.com. Again, that's feedback at readamamedoit.com. And tell me what your biggest lesson learned was that you're going to carry into 2020 and your favorite takeaway from today's episode. Also, if you're interested in finding out more about the Six Figure CEO Mastermind, email me and let me know that at feedback at readamamedoit.com as well so that you will get the inside information on how to get on a special wait list that will give you first dibs of applying and securing your spot and also a special bonus for doing that. And have a happy new year, everyone. They say how you ring in the new year is how you're going to spend the new year. So I hope you're ringing it in in a way that just feels good, that lights you up, that feels meaningful to you. I wish nothing but the best for you as the clock strikes midnight. And I am so excited for our year together and for the new decade together, right? It is exciting. I know it's been cliche. It is exciting, y'all. We're about to enter a new decade and a new year, and I hope that it's very happy for you. And I will catch you on the next episode, episode 21, the first episode of the Read and Me Do It show in January 2020. Take care, everyone. Happy New Year. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.